Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi guys and welcome to this week's Snowcast. I'm your host as ever DJ Walsh, joined by my great co-host Owen Tab, and this week we're joined by a very special guest, not Keith Richards, but Keith Daniels. As <laughs> <laughs> this is take two, I call him Keith Richards back in the first step. Uh, Keith is here from Against the Current. He's organising this year the first ever Waterford Retro Festival, and uh, we're absolutely delighted to chat about him. It's about a month away when this is coming out, so it's good to get in, get everyone listening, and get everyone down to the festival when it ta- uh, uh, takes off. So, uh, Keith, you're very welcome to the Snowcast. Thanks, guys, for having me. So, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing this now as well, so hopefully it'll come out okay. Hopefully it comes out okay. So, uh, Keith, in fairness, you were telling us there just before we came came on air that you're up the walls at the moment. So, uh, usually at the start we ask people what they're drinking tonight. You have a paper due, you're organising a festival, you're going 24-7, so... uh, you need a bit of extra hydration. Yeah, I'm on the old ishka there now tonight. Now, get I won't mind. I won't mind. Yeah, yeah get us clear. Yeah, I won't mind a point to hell again now. I tell you, I'm gasping. <laughs> you heard him. Get him. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Keith's on the water because he's going. In fairness, you're fairly devoted, and we really appreciate you coming down and spending a bit of time with us coming down from the library. So, Keith's on the water, but uh, Owen, you're a man of much less devotion to your studies. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, in uh, Tully's again here tonight, and I'm on the Elevation Pale Ale by Wicklow Wolf. It's a four point eight percenter, and uh, fuck, it's it's a it's a peach. You you had this last week, did you? Well, no, not in the podcast. I was here Saturday night with Paul after he before he left. And, uh, all right, not everything's on the podcast. All right, no, no, no. I'm, I don't stop thinking about it though. I was here with Paul Saturday night. Had a few of them, and then had a few twelve acres. Um, Oh, great night Saturday night. Yeah. Good, match. Good band in here too. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, look, fuck, it's fucking delicious. Sessionable enough. Um, it's fairly malty as well, which I quite like. I'm actually after getting into these kind of malty ales yeah. and stuff now, like, so they're fucking uh, savage. Bit of fruit as well off it, so uh, look, it's a winner from in my books, you know. 
I'll give it a, a tabs, two <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> two, two tab thumbs. And what are you drinking there tonight? Uh, so tonight, I am on the 8 Degrees collaboration, the Yellow Ball. It's a double dry hopped IPA, 5.9%. Now, 5.9% is a bit high to, to go on the session with, but it, uh, it'll lull you into a false sense of security. It's very crisp, very dry. Um, it, it's double dry hopped, so... Is that one off Ren? Uh, yeah, Ren just scored there. One nil, I think. <laughs> the, the match is on in the background here, lads. Tully's always <laughs> have the match on. Um, so 5.9%, very juicy, um, some sweet stones come through. Lovely bitter aftertaste. I love a little bit of bitter, bitter aftertaste in a pale ale because it makes you want to come back for more. Um, it's actually a collaboration with um, the Bale Breakers from Washington and also Revolution Brewing in Chicago. So they had a threesome and this is what they produced. How the fuck, do, they, how the fuck do these boys get like these collaborations? Like it's it's amazing for like Irish craft brewers and stuff, like yeah. these collaborations with like the, these American brewers around like it's I don't know, I just I'd love to we must we must do an interview with the boys and like We must uh, get to America. Yeah. Start yeah. to go start to start to go fund me to go over and tour yeah. these these boys. We go to to night uh, left hand in Colorado, we go to boys in Washington, the boys in Chicago. Um Keith just our podcast is basically pub chat um, and I moved to Waterford three years ago and before I moved to Waterford obviously you, a lot of what you do is very much promoting Waterford when I moved to Waterford when I was coming down here I moved here from Cork having grown up gone to school in Cork and everything and everyone was saying like, what's in Waterford there's nothing in Waterford being honest with you three years I never go back because the quality of pub scenes um, right the night there's no the, the big nightclubs aren't there that you'd have in Dublin and Cork but just the pub chat the pub scene is so good in Waterford like you you you're, um, you're a man that's, uh, as you said to us before we came on air, and this is our first time meeting, is fond of a pint. Uh, just before we get into your, the nitty-gritty of your stuff in the festival, just your impression on the Waterford pub scene at the moment is thriving. Yeah, Waterford is, like, there's a couple of, uh, it's a small, actually, I'm an ex-publican as well. I had my own pub in Tremor um, in 2010. It didn't last long, <laughs> unfortunately. Celtic Tiger got a grip for it. But the Tremor is a little bit, I suppose, out of bit. It's, it's, a, it's a big populated area. But it's obviously uh, the city centre or the town centre, I should say, don't get enough support. Well, it's just because it's such a satellite there, it'd be a shame. But there are some lovely pubs. But going back to the city where I was born and bred, this pub was ironic. This pub, my friend actually grew up in this pub. His mum owned it before uh, Tully's. It was McLaughlin, Ali McLaughlin, yeah. So Niall is actually DJ, and he's DJ Naylor for the Can't Stop 25th. And I, I was in upstairs, and I, when he was growing up, we went to school together. So it's kind of ironic we're in this pub now and, you know, hopefully he'll have a listen to it as well. But the other pubs, there's Tommy Mars across the road, you know, that's got great character, great an history. An institution. <laughs> and a history behind it. Like yeah. Barry, that's one of the guys over there. Me and Barry went to school since we were in junior infants. And, uh, like, there's only recently left, left lady, women yeah. to serve yeah. women and we, all that, you know. We actually did a, a special when we when we did the 12 pubs at Christmas. We did the 12 snugs and we recorded a little bit in each bar and we recorded a brilliant bit in Tommy Mars yeah. where, in fairness, Owen, who's a Waterford born and bred as well, went into a bit of the history and we got some feedback from some foreign listeners about the, just the character of the pub. Oh, yeah. and there was a guy in Carolina got onto us, Brian Ferries. Uh, shout out to Bryant who said like he can't wait to come over and see this pub that has so much history and, and, yeah. and everything like just a brilliant pub scene yeah. altogether isn't but it but it's also great that there's another pub after opening up recently as well as J.K. Welch's is up the road yeah. Yeah, like yeah. there was a man there we used to call him John poor guy was blind as a bat he's got binoculars on his head we used to call him Johnny Bullseyes like, but, <laughs> but he poor old guy got mugged for time poor guy lived in his own but they've got that up there and I, I was actually up there my, my friend Colin now was after getting uh, the bar job up there 
and it was up, I called into him, I promised him I would, and he brought me upstairs, and Emma de Valera had his meetings, and he was on the run when the, in the War of Independence and things. He used to have his meetings upstairs, brought me up to the room, there's loads of characters, fantastic. I was looking at things and all that. Some amazing buildings. I'll tell you a quick quick story about Eamon de Valera before we get into this nitty-gritty. <laughs> so my grandfather was a Garda, and... and I was living with my grandparents actually I had just got the job in Waterford and it was temporary didn't know if I was staying and they live in Clonmel now so my grandfather was a Garda and in 1966 the 50th commemoration in 1916 rising he was stationed at the clock tower and at the time in, in Waterford here for the listeners and at the time the river came to as far as the clock tower like that was it and there was no barrier and De Valera speaking of blind men De Valera was fucking blind as a bat himself and he was the parade was coming down and De Valera was on the far left of the parade and as the parade swung right to go down the quay, De Valera kept going and my grandfather caught him just before he was about to walk into the river. <laughs> he was walking straight past the clock tower. <laughs> yeah, so, but there are other pubs as well, as well in Warford. Like if you look at this area here now, which has kind of got the tone of the Warford Cultural Quarter, the council are trying to... Uh, I'm working with the council as well on it to try and love this. This festival would be a big asset to it. But this area here where Connor Street was once the height, it was the height, uh, the nightlife area of the whole town. You had, uh, across the road, you had the Roxy, you had the Bridge of Perines, you had the Metroland. It was a brilliant place, and you had all the pubs and the Keys as well. So, but you, it kind of moved, I'd say, about 15 years ago. I suppose 20 years ago, Fat Sam's was really the first one that kind of made it. It was actually my uncle, John Cavanagh, who owned it. And um, he kind of had the, the first late bar, so he put the prices up, you know, yourself, just a couple <laughs> of 20 pence. Yeah. But that was to pay for the late extensions and things like that. And then up there, like there was hardly anything else up there. So now, look, if you look at the Apple Market area, well, obviously Jeff's was up there. Jeff's is an institution as well, you yeah. know. Just it's fantastic. Way, yeah. actually there, like, I fucking like, uh, retweeted a post earlier on, and it was uh, uh, this, some girl on Twitter said, like, uh, happy Jeffs, sad Jeffs, busy Jeffs, working Jeffs. Like it's yeah, just no, yeah. you never that, have a bad night. Jeffs all occasions. Like, yeah, it yeah. is, it is. It's institution. But you know how Jeff started off, and, and in the documentary that we we make. So I come into it about the festival in a second. But this all started from a documentary that, uh, and it's good. It's very important for the pub scene as well, like as um, on what you're doing. Is this documentary uh, was about subcultures in Waterford from 1979 to 96, and I was involved in two two or three of them actually I was a mod in the 80s uh, and then I ended up being a scooter boy and we had our own scooter club here then I got into the dance scene in the 90s and things like that but what happened was we were like we also we, we, we looked at it we did the freewheelers as the biker side of it uh, yeah. then we did uh, the whole new music moves Norris Minor side so that was the punk new wave and goths and real romantics so the documentary's broken into four really and that was that one but Jeff's was also known as an institution back then it was only a small little bar it was Jeff's uncle owned at the pub and Jeff one day turned around and put a turntable at the end of the bar and said look you know bring in your records and that's how it became a music bar oh, brilliant. so the boys would bring in their music and they'd play anything across the board it didn't matter so punk was being played to soul music to, to rock music so and that's how we got the name of the thing and the Norris Minor now which is Norris's pub but they had upstairs that's an, an, still in inner city but it's kind of like obviously outside the city centre and then you have a couple of lovely new pubs as well uh, was uh, that's after opening up like there's a new gastro pub or not gastro pub new uh, microbrewery pub kind of after opening up there uh, in John's Hill or John Street Grady's uh, Yard we, yeah. we, we've been there yeah, we, yeah. We, we did interviews with the boys and they started to do food now I'm delighted now yeah, too as well Jesus. Tom now is the friend of mine he's the new chef in there they only started last week so yeah. I wish them the best of luck anyway would, in their would new you, venture would you believe I went in on Saturday at quarter past eight 
being like, Jesus, I can't wait to see this new menu. Yeah. So the food is 12 to 8, lads. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I, I better say this now, since we're talking about pubs, the lads in the mansion house, Decky and all the staff, because I have a few pints in there during the week watching the football. They'd kill me if I didn't give them out. Yeah. And the lovely food, Ashley cooks and that. So... Anyway, so if I go back in anyway, look, I tell you about the, the gig that's happening anyway, and this is why the interview is happening. On the Friday the 12th to Sunday the 14th of April, we're doing a, a the Walford Retro Festival, uh, and it's all come back on the part back of the documentary. And I've been involved in music and the promoting over the years, so it was a natural progression for to do it. So I also then you knew then that there were so many different subcultures in this that I could I could take and pick out from different ones. So anyway, what I decided to do anyway was, on Friday night, uh, we're going to just have music in the Tullys, we're going to have music in Downs's, and we're going to have music in uh, the the tea parlour rooms. And basically then we'll have the 25th, Can't Stop's 25th anniversary in the factory. Now the factory gig is the only one outside of the cultural quarter, because uh, I wanted to try and keep it down here, because there's lovely like buildings yeah, here, all Victorian and Ivorian, and, and you know, when you have a little small, it'll kind of psychologically it makes great, so that'll be, because it was a totally suitable venue. So I suppose the big gig on Friday night is Can't Stop's 25th anniversary, which was a club in, uh, in Waterford, a dance club in the early 90s, which brought house music. Well, it didn't really bring it, it was tasty that did, but it involved, it brought house music in Waterford to a, to a very high, high place and recognised not only in Ireland but across Europe and the, and the States as well. And basically that's the 25th anniversary, there's that Slim Dollar coming down from Dublin, who was one of the pioneer guys from house music in Dublin in the late 80s and 90s. And uh, Naylor, whose pub, whose pub this was once, uh, Niall McLaughlin, whose uh, Ali McLaughlin was uh, the proprietor here, and Donny's dad. And uh, so that's on Friday. So on Saturday, I suppose, is when it all kicks off. Uh, I have the exhibition going on 44 The Key on Friday, actually, Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 6. And that's an exhibition of all the memorabilia that's from there. So be photographs, scooters, motorbikes, clothing. Uh, posters, uh, ticket stubs, etc. So that's all going to be down 44 key. Brilliant, brilliant. And the guys have been brilliant. They'll give me the venue as well. Uh, uh, and uh, we also have the documentary shown as well in Garter Lane on Friday night at 12. Now that'll be uh, private viewing on the 12th because it's going to be all the people interviewed and their families and things like that. And uh, then on Saturday with the documentary, we're going to be. this is all in Garter Lane, the documentary. So we're going to have that on Saturday, 2 o'clock and uh, 4 o'clock. So there'll be two matinees on, on Saturday. Then, what we're looking at then, then obviously, is the street festival. So we're doing a street festival on Saturday and Sunday uh, here in O'Connor Street, a section of O'Connor Street and Hanover Street. So on Saturday, the 13th of April, we'll have Hanover Street and we'll have uh, uh, this section of O'Connor Street. Now, there will be road closures in place, so if anyone's listening to podcasts, it's just, you know, there'll be no, there's notice that's going out on them. So there'll just be traffic diversions and things like that. There won't be too much, much putting people out. So what will happen then is we'll put the stage on O'Connor Street uh, a 10 foot by 16 foot will cover a proper mini stage right so yeah, we're going to put that out there from 1 o'clock to 7 o'clock on Saturday and from 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock on Sunday so there's going to be DJs up there bands and things like that across the board ska mod northern soul rockabilly punk new wave we even got a guy we have a band coming down from Dublin the Cosmonauts and they're a, a surf you know they just have the B movies in the yeah. 60s I don't I feel so yeah. do we see them in the, Dublin one night I think they're really fantastic. They're the really is out there. So what we're doing on Saturday time. then, we'll have in Hanover Street. We're going to have a number of stalls which will be selling vintage stuff like clothes, records, memorabilia. We also have some food stalls too. So we have two food stalls booked in. One is Badass Burritos, which is Chicken. It's a, a new uh, burrito uh, trailer. It's fantastic. 
and there's also um, zero pizzas are going to come down so we have pizza and we have bur Spanish, Mexican burritos and tacos and we have also coffee and tea from out Outcast uh, uh, promotions as well so basically that's that and then we have a few stalls as I said we're going to have uh, Saturday then afternoon the music at the state and then Saturday night from 8 o'clock to close we'll have music we'll have Rockabilly Band The Nervous Breakdown so this is an exclusive yeah. for you so this is not out there yet where the venue is they'll be in Tully's between 10 and 12 on Saturday the 13th then on uh, then we have then in the I suppose on Friday night I suppose we have a big huge Norn Soul night on in the Vintage Tea Rooms so we should give that a plug then Saturday night then say we're going to have Donald Deneen this is another exclusive for you as well Donald Donald Deneen is going to be playing in Downs as as part of a kind of an old disco night we're going to put in there and that'll be free in now as well then the tea rooms then we're looking at a bit of rockabilly in there then as well I just have to finalise it's just a later kind of event but uh, the main events then on Saturday night is one is Tommy Hunt uh, and a band called Malice in Dooley's Hotel. Yeah, they're really good, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, band really yeah, yeah, band called Malice are a jam, the number one jam, jam cover band. So all, this one is kind of for all the mods out there and scooter yeah. boys and skinheads and things like that. Then you have, say, about Tommy Hunt. Tommy Hunt was one of the original Lauren Soul icons, so he was American. He's 85 years of age, guys. I have to have a high stool up in the thing, so he'll be sitting down, but he's a, he's a proper showman. It's going to be brilliant. He's had some some anthems now in the Lauren Soul scene, too, so I'm really looking forward to that. Now, it's another exclusive, too, for you, because it hasn't gone out there. So we couldn't do this event without doing something to, to, to celebrate what was uh, the Norris Minor, the music move. So on Saturday the 13th, Again, we're going to have the Bray Tracy's Hotel, which was the bridge, which was known as a music venue the, back in the 80s, where many big acts played, like the Chartons, uh, the Pogues played in there, etc. So we're going to be putting an artist minor music move night in there, and the bands are going to be digital, which are a Joy Division cover band, they're phenomenal from That's Cork. Digital, yeah. yeah, and then they're going to be uh, the Defiant Poles is going to be playing. They were a, a kind of a, a new wave band in the, in the in the 80s. Then we have Purple Haze that are going to be playing, and they were a, a rock band in the 80s. And then we also have a, a band. With, with the Village was one of the biggest bands. There was two bands that nearly made it in the 80s, Nero and uh, the Village. So two members of the Village are going to be playing in a new band called uh, the Red Brick and the Red Brick is actually the top hospital which, or the mental hospital which <laughs> one is really on. so and then obviously that they're going to be playing so that's going to celebrate what they're doing then on Sunday uh, Sunday then we're going to have the street festival again on, uh, in Hanover Street or Connor Street so we'll have the food clothes and that we'll have the music on stage with bands and DJs and finishing at six but an extra bit on, on Sunday is the car vintage cars scooters and motorbikes so we're going to have that in Gladstone Street so Gladstone Street will be closed on, on Sunday and uh, we have a number of cars number of scooters so if anyone is out there listening to podcasts would get in contact with us we'd like to see their old bikes so we're trying to do anything over 30 years old and there's going to be prizes too for best vintage uh, best restoration and best original so if the more original it is you get a trophy you know so not, not being touched in its original condition so we're going to have that and that's been kindly being sponsored by JK Welch's as well I suppose uh, or there anything else to add to it? I suppose look, I told you loads anyway. And I, I don't know how I'm going to do it all on my own. Like, but, no, I have had friends, there has people been helping me as well. Like, and I have to shout out to them. There's so many people to mention, and it'd be a, a shame to just mention and then forget someone because that, that's the kind of thing I have so much going on in my mind. But the amount of people that have come in and contributed towards the festival, and I suppose in particular the documentary that have opened up their doors for me, that's been the biggest privilege for me to be able to delve into why these people wanted to be so different, like say the freewheelers, like Lenny and Blue. Like I've been in the clubhouse, they've taken down the posters on the wall, on the walls of the clubhouse. Tickets to everything, 
they brought me down there, Lenny, to the shop, Harry Davidson, Harry Davidson, Warnford. You know, he's getting me photographs, he's getting me stuff like that they've done that no one ever seen, only the club members. And I was able to delve into too, why they wanted to be different and how they how they seen their lifestyle as well, obviously, and the GIs, the number ones, and like that. Yeah. That all came like and looked at, and as well, if you look into it, they got a lot of bad press. You see, the bikers in the sixties were a lot of negative movies being made. Yeah. The bikers were gunner or whatever, right? So was, that's how they got a lot of bad press, and people see them as scary. So I suppose. Then I suppose, like you know, there's people that are not being with us anymore as well, like and, and getting their family members telling us the stories and getting photographs, and it means a lot to them as well. That Absolutely, they, these, these people have been celebrated. So that's been the biggest thing for me so far, I suppose. Excellent. I like Jesus. The, be, the, the best interviewee we've ever had because, like, I literally had a couple of questions lined up, and you've actually answered them all before I've even got a chance. <laughs> Absolutely, that's amazing. Like to, to cover that, that that amount of work and put that amount of effort into a festival that celebrates. Waterford, which, and this is the thing that I love about Waterford since I've moved here, is like Waterford is very much, it's very Irish, but at the same time too, it's very independent of Ireland in terms of its identity is very strong, and it's a very welcoming um, environment where like you're encouraged to be different and be who you are in Waterford, and that that's fantastic. Um, I, I know, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to go to get as many of these things as possible over that weekend. See, unfortunately, some of them are clashing for some people, but. Like that's the nature yeah, of the yeah, yeah, like Donald Dineen, I know, like Donald, see, what I tried to do on the Saturday night with the Donald Dineen gig, because Donald actually was doing no disco thing, and uh, he kind of was in the 90s, so the indie thing happened then around, around. so Dom, Dominic is playing with him, he used to run a club called Seventh Heaven, which was an indie club, and uh, so he's supporting uh, Donald Dineen, so I was trying to do the 90s indie thing, and then I was doing the Norris Minor music, yeah. which is the 80s thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, the Northern Soul mod thing, so I'm trying to just break And so many people would have crossed over yeah, as well, you well, see, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. No, and I, I think when you were talking to the bikers there, I was really fascinated because, to be honest with you, like my favourite TV series of all time, I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast that we did was Sons of Anarchy. I just thought it was absolutely fantastic, and the fact that we've got like a, a motorcycle, a motorcycle club in Waterford, and I see them going around with the jackets, and I just think. My God, like you know, it's such a brilliant yeah. sense of identity to have and yeah. stuff like that. Like they it's really interesting. In a, they started in a in a shed on the on the Belvedere Drive, and there was about eight or eleven members at the at the start, and they are now one of the biggest biker clubs in Europe. And like yeah, they they have members on Derry, they have members all over the country, uh, Tipperary, Dublin. So you know the boys are like it's a way of life for him. You see, yeah. just, you know what I mean? Like and like what it's like what Lenny said to me as well. It's like when the mods, a lot of mods faded away. Like now saying that all my men's are, and I didn't even see the mod dressing me when I when I get go go out. But as all the lads, we were all mods growing up, so we still be influenced by that. But the biker thing didn't. It was like you got the better, oh, more older yeah. you got, the better it recognised yeah. you got. You know, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. And, and I suppose the thing the thing that I think is. Um, with respect to that kind of that culture and stuff like that and the whole concept of subculture and counterculture and stuff is um, especially in the modern era when like with social media and stuff like that it's so simple to just conform to a norm but to actually like stand out and say no this is my identity this is what I'm interested in and stuff like definitely but but there's a a, a counter contrast with like doing that in the 80s in Ireland when like it's a like Catholic wear your shirt and tie you know see that's what I'm studying that's what I come back to I'm doing social science and wit at the moment and uh, you know that's why I, I love people I've always yeah. been a friendly outgoing looking guy 
all of my life I'd always be nice to people it's just, the only way to think to just do before it. you go on for it we've a lot of international listeners the weight is the Waterford Institute of Technology yeah. it's a local college here yeah yeah so basically what it is as well with this thing especially the 80s it's going the church the Catholic church was losing its grip on Ireland it's like what you said you had to go to mass on a Sunday it's not like the women went up to, up to Northern Ireland mm. to get the contraception they blew up condoms and all going into the station the police wouldn't or the guards wouldn't even bloody search them there was like you know the Ireland like was at that time like you said there was no mobile phones no internet or anything like that and people wanted to dress like this you go down and you'd see a punk guy going around with his hair spiked up and a big jock chain around his neck and saying what the hell is this but they just wanted to have their own identity not being told what they did and music as well I suppose and fashion as well and the whole social side of it for them they made friends and they're friends for life so it is it's fascinating but it, was, it is funny that you're saying they're, you know, they're friends for life and like you know like that the, that aesthetic that they had you know say the, the spiked up hair like you know very scary looking bunch yeah. of lads like all the boi- all the biker boys that you see they're fucking yeah. big hairy mollies like fucking yeah. big beers everything like yeah. big 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 guys as well like you know yeah. yet like I went for a walk in Tremor there about say a month ago and I think it was a classic car show on, on the prom there and like all their families everything out there they're like they're all there supporting community yeah. event like it's yeah. it's amazing how much of a, a, a community feel there is to those boys yeah. and like they celebrate that and yeah. like they bring it in so it is it is fascinating because what it is is uh a lot of people would have like that was in the norm that would have seen these things well why are they different and all that why are they changed but they're not that different they're not, really no. they're actually human fathers mothers brothers sisters you know and and actually you, celebrate community more yeah. so than oh, yeah. like if, person, does, if you, know? you look like and I hope Derek Derek uh, Burns is also a member of the Freebirds I hope he doesn't mind me saying this but Derek's wife passed away very very young it was very very sad a few years ago and Derek then took the bull by the horns then and, t- and started up this boobs and balls rally with the support of the freewheelers and every uh, June they run a uh, Walford and bike fest and all the money they raise like goes to the, the solace centre for helping people suffering with cancer and people that are grieving from cancer and the guys raise thousands so they do so much for the community and like as well as that I did, like when I was interviewing Lenny like the guys used to hang around with Bono and the, and, and the Edge and all that like and up in Dublin and they were at one other guy's wedding and Lenny told me he's here in Skeefer Sunderland next to him and they're having pints like you know, <laughs> back in the so the guys have met like you know we're friends yeah, with you absolutely. too like you know and Bono used to come down they all have Harleys like as well uh, the Edge and you and Bono but I think as well a great point you make there about the guys right, raising money for the solar centre and stuff like that like it, it, the irony is the, the, the person who's discriminating against them like yeah. you know in their head walking down the street saying geez that guy's a weirdo or whatever they're benefiting from yeah. that person and volunteering their time to raise funds. Yeah, fear wouldn't be as much now. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But not if you now. went back to the eighties, like at the end, it's like to say, Jesus Christ, why are they like being yeah, different? Yeah. You know, because it was like the norm, like yeah. you know, not, it was do- not to show anyone's age here now, people. <laughs> given that myself and I were both born in nineteen ninety, like we've been blessed that we've grown up, grown up in an Ireland that has been like more progressive and yeah. and, and, and yeah. etc. Whereas, like for you guys to to be so like, um, I suppose. Uh, forceful in your identity and and at the time when it was a lot harder to be that way like jeez it actually like it's people like that that like forced Ireland to become modern become yeah, more is, progressive yeah. so, and we're, people we're counterculture movement yeah. subcultures you know and people like, uh, like I'm studying cults at the moment then as well and yeah. like and they identity in groups so it is it was different in the dress code but even like going back to my dad now God, 
rest in peace, he passed away. I remember when I was only like in my late teens and I played Otis Redding and my father said, Turn off that crap, you know, go away, dad. Like Otis Redding knocking the pain. I love one of my. And he'd hate it, like, you know, and yeah, I was like, I was not, like 60 soul music, like, we were loving it, and we'd have the scooters and his clothes, and so we didn't have much money either, like, but also, you know, when we're talking about how things have changed, like, the whole, there's a social side to the documentary as well. The glass factory, if you had a job in the glass factory, you were laughing, your families were in there, but it was, that was probably the only one, really. We had a docker strike that lasted and broke the back of the docks, it was lasted for years. Waterford, I have, I'm waiting for video clips to come back, uh, I've requested them from RT Archives, and I'll be putting them in the documentary. And there's one there, you know, City Square. You could see the wimpy and everything else around that was like a World War Two, like a bomb had gone yeah. on. It was derelict. And the mayor at the time, Cummings and Cumming, uh, he was being interviewed. He was just saying how Walford's been uh, bypassed all the time by the government's then. And unfortunately, like even though we are kind of promoting Walford, how great we are, the government ha- and uh, it's unfortunate because Leo Vracker actually, and they say it's not what you know who you know. His mum is from Dungarvan. And so he's half Waterford, really, you know. So and he and he's. I'm just very disappointed yeah. about the lack of investment. But look, there are for our future. The future is bright. We get the North Keys, get things like that happening. Like the cultural quarter is definitely going to be happening. You know, it's going to be opening it up to the arts and things like that. And you know, that's where like we have to kind of. It's like what uh, Ollie Breslin said to me one day too. They're organic. Yeah. You know, we'll organically make this thing happen. Because yeah. what will happen is, and what I hope to achieve out of the Waterford Retro Festival is, is to install an enthusiasm and confidence and in people to say, you know, hold on a minute, let's we can do this and we go farther. Because I have big plans for the future yeah. for the festival as well. But I think you, you've actually struck um, struck a chord with me there on something that I'm incredibly passionate about. And I, I spend a lot of my uh, time on my personal Twitter account berating people about and, and going mad at is this whole concept of like you know Waterford is bypassed and the South East is completely ignored and like the whole cardiac care situation at the moment which is disgraceful so for like our foreign listeners or, or for listeners who aren't based in Waterford like in Waterford you've no cardiac care outside a 9 to 5 Monday to Friday which is beyond a joke like we're, we're a cancer centre in the South East and all that we, we cater for hundreds of thousands of people in a, a Western European Democracy, yeah, we don't have cardiac care. So we turned around as well as like the HSC, how it's been managed. Just the health and safety executive is our health board here, and if for any overseas listeners, and uh, like we said, about the five million being paid on the yeah. org, but yet two million to get a 24 7 cardiac yeah. care uh, unit built is you can't get it. It's like circles don't go into squares no. in my mind, like you no, know, like absolutely. That, you know? and, and like the prioritization in the health system yeah. at the moment in Ireland is completely yeah. wrong. I think you're spot on with that, but also I think there's some like great. Um, the great thing about this is right you can campaign and strike and all that kind of stuff but when you do really progressive things like promote your culture promote yourself create these festivals that like give a sense of community a community will stand together then and you'll only ever achieve stuff that you need by standing together especially on a national scale and and we currently have a health system that's run nationally so you have to stand together as a community on that uh, Owen you, you definitely have something to add to this I'd say yeah no no I was actually I was actually just going to switch it on because uh, like we've never had someone who's organised a festival before right so could you just we've give never me had someone organised on before <laughs> we, yeah, no never normally piss heads uh, but uh, could you just like just give me a, a rundown as to like you know, how did you how did you even like get into making the festival? You know, uh, like uh, I don't know if I said it at the start, but we, I did a document. I started against the current documentary, which is about subcultures and water for. Why did you do that? Uh, I was uh, I was part of that subculture in two different di- di- divisions, 
and uh, the original one was we're going to do the documentary which that will be shown on the 12th and 13th but I was doing a book with it as well so uh, that's why I did it I kind of I seen that like you know there's a lot of my story I think I seen something happening and uh, it was about one guy Wacker Mulrooney and all that picture coming up and all that and then I seen something about the freewheelers coming up and I was saying jeez we could be telling their story here you know what I mean and we could do it and then the festival then you say like it's a natural thing for me you see because I come back I come from a music background so I seen all right hold on a second and that's the great thing and the unique thing about this festival is like we have Tommy Hunt like who's an 85 year old American soul singer like he's not costing me an arm and a leg I don't have to go out and get you two to come to this because this yeah. is how original this is this 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 thing and the bank hall man is now it's costing me a good few quid to put a gig on don't get me wrong but you know like this is about the original and I have a guy come over from Spain as well a fella from the, well I should say the Basque country I'll rephrase that sorry <laughs> and actually um, he's coming over as well so you know they celebrate ska so I don't have to, to keep it original you know so this is how it's unique it's like it's like, like the Joy Division cover band now I'd be loving to get New Order or something like that but look we could look that down the, down the road <laughs> yeah. but you know you, you don't have to mm. go along and book in uh you two or whatever like you know but I'll, I'll be working to get some big acts now over the next few years too I have big big plans for it and to expand as well so I mean the talks with other people too I won't give you that one now really. yeah. <laughs> oh no listen we've got enough exclusives uh, I just wanted to, to make a point here about say you're talking about like Joy Division cover band and then that makes me think about geez one of my favourite songs is the, the Wombats Let's Dance to Joy Division and then it made me think of geez when I listen to that I keep thinking about for some reason it brings me back to a time where like um, we had cassettes and then yeah. I'm like we actually had lunch today with a, a friend of ours Maura O'Connor and we were chatting like Maura's 24, 25 and we're 28, 29 we were joking saying she probably never had to record something onto a cassette yeah. and uh, she was, she said what's that mp3 and I was like oh god fuck. Yeah. Um, so I just want to ask you your fondest memory of recording something off a radio or tape onto oh. a cassette I'd say you did plenty of it. Oh, I did indeed. Yeah, we'd all have to jam or something getting taped on it. But I think, well, yeah, we remember the old thing, press, record, two buttons. One record and play at the same time. Yeah, one, yeah. record and play. So we used to put that next to the record player, the dear old crack of the oil, the jam or it. Or then the mixed tapes then, like, you know, like your Cork, you said, Sir Henry's yeah. and Cork, Greg and Shane, will be friends of mine. They would have been Sir Henry's. Like, they had Nirvana and everyone. Yeah, they? Like like Sean O'Neill, like, who was yeah. the manager at the time. Sean's a very good friend of mine. I haven't seen him in years now. But dad saw Nirvana in there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I think my mother was heavily yeah. pregnant at the time. <laughs> <laughs> With you. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no... Uh, you know, so they they were kind of iconic too, and they'd have tapes in the, in the early nineties as well. Like you can get so many apps now, can't you guys? If yeah. the music to tell you what the song is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the name of that tune? And there's actually another uh, uh, like guys that have progressed the dance scene here in Warford Republic. I was only talking uh, to Warren, and uh, basically what they've trying to do now is a no phone policy on the dance floor. Yeah. They don't want people taking photographs because it takes away from the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. So the nineties, yeah. like no one had a phone, yeah. no cameras. Uh, yeah, great atmosphere. So it has changed, you know. And I suppose, look, this is the modern times now too. Yeah. You have to adapt with it. Like I suppose, like when we're talking technology now, I suppose one of the things I seen years ago, I was going to Liverpool. I was actually North Wales, but I had to fly to Liverpool and drive down to North Wales. It was on Christmas Eve, and it was, the flights were delayed because of the heavy winds. And I looked around, and everyone—I mean everyone now—I'd say 99% of the people were either on a phone, a laptop, or a, a tablet. Yeah. So you know that's where we're going now. So yeah. I suppose look, they're going to be so 
social things around that now as well. Like people are bowling down, yeah. you know. So look, you know, but this it, is where we're at. It's funny. There's and, and like you said, there's probably eventually going to be a counterculture, or subculture yeah, of people yeah. who are just ignoring it and doing their own thing yeah. on their nights out and stuff like that, yeah. which would be brilliant. Yeah. Probably uh, won't. Have, they're not yeah. allowed to have mobile phones to join. Yeah, there might, be, there might be a documentary on that in a couple yeah. of years as well. Or like I think like my favorite thing about. Um, do you want to say like this podcast you can listen to Spotify and Spotify you can also listen to any music from yeah, most eras uh, which is great in a sense and it, it, it I suppose opens it up to a lot more people but uh, one of our favourite bands is uh, Daft Punk and my favourite oh, yeah. memory of recording something onto a phone onto a cassette was uh, the Atlantic 252 and whatever it was the split second before they played one more time I was set up ready to go and I got one more time by Daft Punk perfect on cassette without any interruptions or breaks or anything so I, I boxed that one off but then listen um, Keith absolute fucking pleasure to have you down here today and talking it's, it's been absolutely brilliant you've, I told you've, you too much <laughs> t- no not at all like listen maybe you thought you have but we're delighted like and just listening to the air made uh, fucking hairs in the back of my neck stand up can't wait to get down to this uh, festival and have a look and I can't wait to see the documentary too um, and you're so busy at the moment really appreciate the um, the time that you've taken oh and part reward for the lads yeah, well, just Keith, I just want to again say thanks a million. Like, and I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. Like the, like the, like not only what you're doing with like who you've brought in, but like you're actually celebrating places of the past as well. Like you know, yeah. like you're bringing in Tracy's Hotel, yeah, like and having bridge, get, yeah. uh, bridge Hotel. Like it's having, like going back, you can't go back any farther. That's, that's it that's exactly. It. Like you know, that's where all the big gigs were in there. That's it absolutely exactly, and it's, it's it's brilliant that you're bringing things up this end of town yeah. because yeah. it has definitely been forgotten yeah, um, yeah. like there's like there's pubs here that, that Tully's that we're in and stuff like you know I don't know 10-15 years ago like this area was quite oh, you know forgotten yeah, about altogether like you know yeah. um, but there seems to be quite a resurgence coming back yeah. here now like yeah. you know um, and I have people like Ed here and they have like Sarah Jane over in uh, the tea parlour rooms you know like Sarah Jane what she runs is a very a fantastic bloody outfit you know really authentic to like even she had president michael d there a few weeks ago as well you know and she's a hard hard worker you know and they're the type of people that make this this area work work you know? again yeah, yeah yeah it's been one of my favorite podcasts so far. i'm actually like i can't believe this is going to be brilliant like as i said i did a little bit of research into the festival didn't know too much about it and after this i'm actually fucking can't, can't wait for it can't wait listen thanks, thanks a million no problem, on the thanks. ball brilliant Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.